Ah, yes, here we go, peeps. We're into a Tuesday. I might have a WBW for you today, stealing a lexicon from the... Right, there you go, Alex, a maestro. I tell you what, maestro's sharp today. Yeah, well done, well done. Yes, a WBW for uh, race one up at Newcastle. Um, all care, no responsibility. In fact, it'll jump just after I get off air. <laughs> so what I'm hoping for there, and remember, hope is not a strategy. Any sort of angst that may have developed with any of the listeners that put their hard earn on will have dissipated by the time we come back on air. Although that's the problem, isn't it, now with social media? People can just get at you. You know, there you are, 4 p.m. in the afternoon, thinking, oh, God, didn't run well at all, did it? Then, bing, next thing it comes through on your Twitter handle. G'day, afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. However you were listening, SEN welcomes you to our very broad house of worship. If you're north of the border, well, if you're north of the border and you're a Broncos supporter, I reckon you've got a fair bit to be happy about. We'll get to that very shortly. You're listening via SENQ Brisbane, 6.93 on your AM dial, SEN Sydney, 11.70 on the AM dial. And remember, SEN app anywhere at any time. A big shout-out to the crew at SBS Fence. They are the naming rights sponsors of this program. And we absolutely love Alex and his team. SBSFence.com.au. Portable toilet, temporary fence hire. Make sure you go and check them out. So the open line number, would you believe it's the same? It's the same as it was yesterday. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 01 1170 The $100 cash up for grabs. Thanks to Tristan and the team at Top Sport. The text line... 0457-736-736. And we will do the Who Am I? We're an abbreviated program again today, much like we were on Friday, but we are again today because we believe the One Day International, the third, Australia's dominating too. <laughs> um, what are the prices like at Monica today? We'd, we'll get to that a little bit later on in the program. But the Who Am I? will be there. The chance to win the Signet Boost Power Bank. And, of course, that's valued at just under $50. Keeps the phone, tablet, earbuds powered 24-7. Big show today. Jaleesa Apps up very shortly. I think she's at Channel 7 this week. So we'll look forward to having a chat to her. Steve Renoff, the, the one and only, uh, the great Steve Renoff. You go through his record, and the more you look at his record, oh, the better it is. But anyway, Stevie Renoff, uh, because on the back of the big news, so let's get to the big news. Well done, to the Brisbane Broncos because they've got their ma'am, uh, Ezra, that is, signs an extension, five years. So we're getting these conflicting reports. They're saying a $3 million extension. Then it was, was it four years? Was it five years? They're not really sure. So once again, lack of transparency about what people get paid. Because, and, and the only reason I say that is there'll be, there'll be Broncos fans out there saying, oh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, that's a good deal for us or, oh, that's a good deal for Ezra. And somewhere in between lies the truth. So, uh, look, I think he's a player that they had to keep on the back of... It, and it's not just his three-try performance in the grand final, which in the end was futile, but he was playing great footy all of last year. And to hear, as we heard yesterday, to hear Cameron Munster say, oh, yeah, uh, I have to play well, we all think Cameron Munster's a, a lock for 5 for Queensland, but to, to feel the pressure that he is feeling from Ezra Mam based on his form during the course of 2023, I think is a good thing. He's 21 years of age. He is the future up there. And remember, he's the future beyond Adam Reynolds, and that's really important in key position like halves. So uh, we would love to hear from Broncos fans today. Um, if you believe what you read, let's say it's a five-year deal, 
It's X amount of dollars. Uh, we need to get clarity on that. We won't get it. But uh, what do you think about the, the re-signing as, of Ezra Mam? You'd love to know how many third-party deals are associated with that. You know, their arm's length to the club. We know that. We won't get any reporting on that, despite the fact that these cl- these companies are wanting to promote their brand because of the re-signing of Ezra Mam with the Brisbane Broncos. We won't hear about which companies they are. I know. Seems counterintuitive to me as well. But give me your thoughts on that one. 300 1170 Our man Michael Carianis reporting via the Daily Telegraph website today. Adam O'Brien has re-signed with the Newcastle Knights. This will make him, at the end of this contract, the Knights' longest-serving coach. He'll go past uh, the great Michael Hagan, who won a competition in his first season of coaching, who has 154 games, and he'll do that in 2026. So he signed 25-26-27. His contract was due to expire at the end of 2024. Knights fans, right decision, wrong decision, uh, give us your thoughts. So there was. here's the option that you could have done with this, with the Newcastle Knights, and that was, yeah, we'll give him eight weeks, see how it's going. We'll give him ten weeks, see how things are going. You know, you know, how's the, the team responding to him? If it was last year, you'd have sacked him. So last year in June, the Newcastle Knights were 14th, and they make it through to the second week of the finals. Now, there's lots of reasons for that. One of the big reasons was, one of the reasons we talked about yesterday with Bill Belichick, right? Bill Belichick's won six Super Bowls. Tom Brady's won six Super Bowls as well. Tom won one elsewhere. Bill hasn't. And looks like he won't based on the fact that he can't get another job in the NFL. But I would suggest you might want to tell me another team, but in the history of the game, has there been a coach's individual success tied to an individual more than Adam O'Brien and Caelan Ponga over at the Newcastle Knights. They have made the finals three out of the last four years. You forget about that. That's a great record in many ways. There's plenty of clubs out there, <coughs> West Tigers, <coughs> Bulldogs, that would love to have made the semifinals once in the last four years. The Knights have done it three times in the last four years. And yet there were still question marks remaining uh, on Adam O'Brien. But let me know if you think there's been a coach's success more tied to an individual, can be any sport, than Adam O'Brien's success and how tied it is to the performances of Caelan Ponga. 14th they were running in June last year. They made it through the second week of the final. Speaking of Caelan Ponga, the current Dally M medalist. Let's have a listen to our man Matty Rogers last night on the Sports Day program talking about Caelan playing for the Maroons. I think Reese Walsh attacks to the right side way better than the left mm-hmm. and Caelan Ponga is the opposite. Could you imagine having Caelan Ponga wearing the 13 jersey and just having them both sitting out the back what? on both sides? You know what? In his debut, he went on as a lock. Could you imagine just having those two guys on both sides of the field? You've got Munster on one side, you've got Cherry Evans on oh, the other, it. and they've just got their shape set up. And like, because you're always short a man. You're an ideas you got, man. Because you've got the fullback out the back, you've got the fullback defending at the back. Yep. Man, it's, when I read that, I was just like, oh, New South Wales are in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very north of the tweet. I don't know why New South Wales even turn up. 
Should they turn up this year? We'll, we'll get Madge on at some stage and see. Madge, are you even going to turn up? Because guess what? Kalen Bonga could play for Queensland as well. Anyway, that's a separate issue. But uh, that's Matty Rogers and Scotty. What about his little cheerleader, Scotty Sattler, going, oh, what a great idea. You're an ideas man. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, to be honest, it is troublesome if you're a New South Wales Blues supporter. Here's the other thing. I love it. You know, Matty Rogers... Uh, great attacking player. You realise you have to defend at times during the state of origin. You, you realise that's, you know, I, you know, I mean, it's optional for some, but generally speaking, in state of origin, you actually have to defend at some stages. So, um, look, it's going to be... Because Billy Slater hasn't ruled it out. Well, last Steve ran off about this. He said, well, why, why couldn't you play two of them? So my thought on that was, well, you're going to take up an extra bench spot with Kalen Ponga. Matt Rogers has gone a step further. Pat Carrigan's in the he's in the thirteen somewhere. You just put him up at front row. So uh love to get your thoughts on that one. Uh Queensland fans. Uh West Tigers, we've got to have a chat to you. Uh, Brent Reed reporting in the Daily Telegraph that Shane Richardson, the newly installed West Tigers CEO, has sat down with former chair Lee Hadjimentella. So what's he doing speaking to the former chair? Well the former chair is also the principal of Bryden's lawyers. And that means they're a million-dollar sponsor of the Tigers, and that means they're very hard to replace. They're due to expire at the end of this year. How do you go about I want to make a prediction on this one. I'm going to make a prediction. I think they extend. I think the Brydens' lawyers remain as principal sponsor of the West Tigers. Because you know, as, as hurt as Lee will have been by what transpired at the end of last year, first of all, it's not Shane Richardson's fault that it happened. And secondly, at the very heart of what it is that he does, and and you might agree with some of the things Lee did, you might disagree with all of the things that Lee did. One thing we do know about Lee Hadjipentelis and Bryden's lawyers is that he has a deep love of the West Tigers. That's the starting point. And that's why he became involved with the club in the first point. So I would suggest, my thoughts on that, Shane Richardson could get in there and say... We understand you're hurt, Lee. We're hearing you. We value you. You're an important part of the history of this club, and we would love for Bryden's lawyers to continue as our major sponsor. And I reckon that happened. There's a there's a predict. There's another prediction for me, Alex. Nice. He's got the pink uh, slip out. Not the pink slip, but you know what I mean. The post-it note, uh, and he's putting it up on the on the on the board. Bryden's lawyers extend their deal as principal sponsor of the West Tigers. Uh, Joey Manu's looking at that switch to rugby. And remember we talked earlier about, well, maybe you could go here and then do six months over in Japan and then you come back in there. No, no, no. He's still saying, look, I'm not going to play. Well, actually, rather than I say it, why don't we hear from Joey Manu? I've been here for for a long time now and Roosters is pretty much home for me. If I'm playing rugby league, I'm here and, and the Roosters... I'm not too sure what I end up doing, but yeah, rugby is just a challenge. It's just something different, something new. If I go play rugby, then I'm focused on rugby, not really going coming back sort of thing. Yeah, I think obviously the All Blacks would be pretty cool. <laughs> that will be like, obviously that's a Kiwi's dream. It's just the option to try challenging myself. I think for any player, that's where they grow as a player, as a person. What a lure the All Blacks are. Every, every kid from New Zealand, uh, every young man from New Zealand, is always drawn to the All Black. We had it with Kalen Ponga uh, not too many years ago. You know, it, it, it was there. Queensland, oh, yeah, yeah, I love playing for Queensland, but, ooh, the All Blacks. And so, too, for Joey Money, which you totally understand. I like the fact that he said, no, nah, no, nah, if I'm rugby, I'm all in rugby. Uh, 
and rugby league, if I'm all in rugby league, I'm all in roosters. So seems that audio courtesy of Channel Nine too, by the way. That he seems very clear about what it is he wants. It's either this or this. And on the back of that, we'll see how things play out for that. But uh, won't play against. So the Dragons with your 1.2 million uh, looks like you're a no chance for Joey Manu. Uh, we talked yesterday about this test match over there in India. So well done to India. They have now drawn the series 1-1. Jasper Bumrah. We were talking about him yesterday too. 6 for 45 and 3 for 46. He was named player of the match. Tell you what. Um, Yashavi Jaiswal scores 209 and can't get player of the match. So Jasper gets his 9 for uh, and gets player of the match. Let's have a word from... England skipper Ben Stokes after the match. Things like that in games when you've got, you know, scoreboard pressure, a lot of runs to chase down, you know, that's where your process and um, the way in which we know that we get the best out of ourselves as individuals that really comes out. And I thought um, today in which we applied ourselves and really tried to put India bowling attack under a lot of pressure uh, was great. Unfortunately, you know, we didn't end up on the right side of the result. Congrats to India. I thought uh, they played a fantastic game and, and again, you know, another great game to, to be a part of. I think he's also attracted to the All Blacks as well, Ben Stokes, given the fact that he's born in New Zealand. You know his old man was coaching rugby league teams over in... Anyway, uh, what do we say? Take the dollar seventeen on offer from Top Sport. Take it. They were no chance. Wouldn't get within 100 runs. 106 runs. They probably did a little better than I anticipated. Third test starts Thursday, February 15th. Remember, this is a five-test series, and you can hear it all via the SEN app. An update on that New Zealand versus South Africa game. Uh, 7 for 140, 7 for 140 in their first innings. Remember, it was 511, 511 all out. Neil Brand, well done to him. Uh, 6 for 119 uh, in uh, the bowling innings for South Africa. But in reply, you're in a fair bit of trouble. 7 for 140. That is the weakened South African team that has gone across for the New Zealand Test Series. And remember that Australia are turning up there next. Uh, and A-League bosses have spoken for the first time. I know we're going to... There were the mass redundancies, and this all happened while over, I was over in the US, and we might get uh, Maestro to talk about this a little more. But Nick Garcia has come out and said, the overarching point here is we're a football business, not a media business. Now, this is on the back of Keep Up, which was their digital and content arm. Um, mm, it's been, Oh, well, it did work to a degree. I would love to know this, right? Last year, Silver Lake, the private investment company, gave $140 million to the APL. They wanted a third ownership. They got it. So Richard Peel is the owner of the Central Coast Mariners. He's come out and said, anyone able to tell me how much is left? Anyone able to tell me what the rest was spent on? Because uh, uh, the speculation that up to $30 million was spent on Keep Up, uh, which has effectively been disbanded on the back of that. That's a lot of money. In anyone's language, that's a lot of money. When it comes to A-League in Australia, that's a whole heap of money. And still they're talking about expansion and growth with the uh, speculation there'll be a new Canberra side to join the new Auckland side coming into the A-League. So we'll wait and see on that one. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 70 The text line zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. One day international cricket coming to you live from Monica Oval a little bit later on this afternoon. We think it's clearing up. 
down there and we'll get the full 100 overs in or if required. So uh, we'll wait and see on that one. Uh, a sample of the text messages coming through. What a pair of dills those blokes are. That's from Swivel talking about Matty Rogers and Scotty Sattler from yesterday. And then we get this from Hillstorm Hillary. Arvo, Jimmy, rats and sats know their NRL, don't they? The dynasty will continue with an expected massacre on Caxton Street. Cheers, beers and early crowing from Hillstorm Hillary. Yes, very early Hillstorm Hillary. I think it's game three up there at Suncorp Stadium. Game one at Core Stadium. Game two, MCG. Game three up there at Suncorp Stadium. So you've gone off nice and early, Hillstorm Hillary. But we don't mind that. Keep the text messages coming through. 0457 736 736. We'll take a break and then we'll back with more. You're listening to Afternoons on SEN. All righty. Welcome back. You know the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 we got the $100 cash to give away yeah, from Tristan and the team at Top Spot? Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, Jimmy, are uh, you and Maestro still taking 2024 predictions? Of course we are. Stormy Daniel from Prairie Wood. You just can't. Todd from Orange, was he was making... Three an hour, so we just had to put a we put a cap on that. Uh, so if so, here are mine. Ryan Pappenhausen to win the Dalian Medal. <sighs> Stormy Daniel, a true believer. He's playing in the first trial game. We heard that, so that is good news. Cameron Munster to win the Clive Churchill Medal. Should the Storm win the Premiership? Oh, that's a big proviso. And Craig Bellamy, whilst intimating that he is retiring at season end. Belly 8 will continue coaching Melbourne in 2025. All right, so we've got the pink uh, post-it notes up. We'll put the green one up for that. Stormy Daniel from Prairie Wood. one Let's go to the open line. Uh, just to let you know, two-hour program today. So if you thought, oh, I might ring during the 2 o'clock flock, it ain't going to happen today. So you better get in quickly like Will has done. G'day, Will. Yeah, g'day, g'day, g'day. Uh, quickly, um... Dally M, I reckon it'd be Reese Walsh. But moving on, Ezra Mann. Mm-hmm. Uh, check my Broncos member mail. It's five years to the end of 29. So I know you were saying there's conjecture four or five years. Apparently it's five. Um, what I really five want to talk years. about, though, was, that, was the, um, the development of the um, juniors that the Broncos do do, and they do sensationally well. Uh, they're not the only team, but Broncos are my team, so I'll talk about them for a minute. And, uh, yes, we're north of the border, so... Um, piss in their pockets for a minute. The the clubs um, get so much opportunity between the Queensland Maroons and the Broncos. They reach out so well to the clubs to just come and say good day, to let the kids know their heroes care. Um, basically, they, they lift that football high and they walk around with a crowd in the town. Um, and what I really like is that yeah, they get all these players up and, and we have a bit of a win that we let such great talent go. These other clubs around that don't have such bigger feeder clubs or, or opportunity, they, they can poach those developed players from the likes of the Broncos and we still get to see our local heroes perform at NRL level. Um, and I think the NRL really has a really good balance right now. Uh, the Broncos don't have a stronghold on those players anymore. Melbourne's come up and infiltrated plenty of it. Um, the Tigers and, and Canberra also have their their strengths in some of the, um, like the Green Bank and those other strong clubs around to let the talent know that, hey, we're here. Uh, yeah, I, 
just saying I think at the grassroots, the NRL has really started to do what the AFL has done and get it right, and, and it's good. Yeah, okay, interesting, Will. So you're talking about that from a Brisbane, uh, from a Broncos perspective. It was interesting during the course of that article yesterday, Peter Volandi said, uh, look, the, the clubs, especially bush clubs, uh, are crying out. And, and, you know, that might be something that's not a symptom of rugby league. That might be a symptom of so many other things from a, a regional perspective. And I think that is the case, you know, with people having less time and, and certainly less money to spend on. And if you can alleviate that, if you can take away that, that cost impact on families, I think that will have a beneficial impact on not just rugby league, but but all sports. But he he made particular mention of the fact how well the AFL do in schools, and schools is a really interesting part about that. Uh, and and they talked about the funding. So Queensland and New South Wales rugby league are running those programs, so they should be given the money to run those programs. And and then the other part about it is too, if if someone walks into a school and they're an NRL development officer, NRL no one follows the NRL. They follow a team. They don't follow rugby league. They follow a team. You follow the Broncos or you're a Dolphins fan or, no, I'm a Dragons fan, like a Warriors fan. That's And for all different reasons. But that's how they need to do it. Uh, and, and it sounds like the Broncos are doing it. They've, the, the other thing about the Broncos, I will say too, Will, and that is that you have a comparative advantage. And that is that I would suggest still, despite their lack of success, notwithstanding they've made a couple of grand finals since 2006, but despite that, I'd still say that every second kid that plays rugby league in Queensland, maybe even more than this, still wants to play for the Broncos. Uh, I don't know how impactful that was for Ezra Mam, and you get to that level and you realise how important finance is, etc. I don't think he's being underpaid at the Brisbane Broncos. Um, but that certainly is a comparative advantage that the Broncos have. As far as development of players and then losing them at a level, we had the players, uh, the coaches poll from a couple of days ago, and, and I have been a firm believer in this. And that is, if you spend a lot of money, and it is a lot of money, developing players, and remember... You're spending a lot of let's let's call it a hundred thousand dollars a player from the time they come into the system in the under fifteens to the time they either exit the system or are poached by someone else. Let's call it a hundred thousand dollars. I could argue that it's higher than that, but let's let's call it that for round figures. If you've got ten of them, there's a million dollars. Right? And if you only get two of them that become NRL standard, and that would be Overs, 20% of these players do not become NRL players, but let's assume that. So you've spent a million dollars getting two players to NRL level, and then you lose one because a club that's not as focused on development as you is able to poach that player. That feels like a really bad return on investment. And how they can be compensated, I think, is a really interesting thing that the, the National Rugby League should look at. Good call, Will. I liked it. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We're going to get ourselves to the news after that. We're back with Jaleesa Apps. Thank you, Amy. Welcome back to the program. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The text line zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. I'm just looking at the BOM, the Bureau of Meteorology, and just finding out how things are going. Uh, we have... Oh, dear... Uh, ACT, all right, what do we got? What do we got? Canberra forecast today, shower or two, 60% chance of rain. No, we need it more accurate than that. I'm not saying the bomb's inaccurate. We just need more accurate than that, please, about what's exactly happening now. We've got the ODI 
down in the nation's capital. Uh, a third of the three-game te- uh, three series, Australia have won very convincingly the first couple of games. Steve Smith to be captain again. Of course, we all thought that it was not going to be captain uh, for uh, at any stage during his future, but he's actually been doing it quite a bit of late given the fact that Paddy Cummins is having himself a rest and I would suggest a well-deserved rest. It's interesting, isn't it, with Steve Smith? He just wants to play. He he keeps wanting to play and play and play. So uh, very good of him. As a blue, I like KP at 13 and Walsh at 1. This is the pearl. Uh, KP will get knocked out in the first fight. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Come on, don't say that, pearl. And uh, even as a New South Wales fan, I do not want that to happen to Kalen Ponga. And Walsh missed more one-on-one tackles than Tyrell Sloan did. Tackling is half the game, Jimmy. Yes. Yes, very much so. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Matt Rogers and Scotty Sattler recognise that as well. Uh, repeat your tip, please, brother. I'll have a look. Uh, Toddy from Orange. Well, I haven't given it out yet. I will release that exclusively. A little bit later on in the program, I can tell you, race one at Newcastle. Race one at Newcastle. Jaleesa Apps is a star for the Channel 7 Network. Uh, She's up in Newcastle at the moment. She might be all across this Adam O'Brien news uh, and also chatting to a new player, which is very exciting. Uh, JA is on the line. G'day, Jaleesa. Hello. How are you going? I'm really well. How's Newcastle? Oh, I love Newcastle, honestly. It's just a... I, I might just base myself up here. I've got a good feeling about Newcastle this year, so I might just stay up here, I reckon. What gives you the good feeling on Newcastle? The good feeling on Newcastle is that when I first came... I came up for their very first in December when they returned to pre-season training, and... Mm-hmm. The really positive sign that I saw that every single person, except for Adam Elliott, because he had a bit of calf injury, broke their PB. And when I said, why have you all broken your PB? This is a bit confusing. It was because they had all been coming in to the club on their own bat and just training in the off-season. Just all calling each other up, coming in and and training, obviously undirected. So uh, I just feel like that's what it it takes. There's a real hunger here for success. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I talked a little bit earlier about the the fact that it looks like Adam O'Brien's going to get himself a new three-year deal. There's there's a school of thought would say, well, who else is signing Adam O'Brien? Why don't you wait eight weeks? There's also the other school that would say, well, it's great. You're showing faith in this guy who's taken you to the finals three out of the last four years, heavily linked his success with the performances of Kalen Ponga. But he's got a couple of new players this year. Will Price from the Huddersfield Giants and Kai Pearce-Paul from the Wigan Warriors, and there are great raps on Kai Pierce-Paul. Can you tell us more, J.A.? Yes. Well, the first thing that I can tell you that strikes you immediately is he is a big boy. He is very tall, very solid. He is very strong. And actually, I was looking up some of his YouTube highlights and a couple of... Um, there was one particular hit that he put on Mitchell Pierce that I'm wondering if he's still <laughs> recovering from. Um, but he is... Yeah, very, very excited to be. He, now, he met with a couple of... He, well, he was in discussions with a couple of clubs, more, most notably um, the Bulldogs and uh, the Dolphins when he was over at Wigan. Um, and then he, the Knights happened to be over there and they were looking at um, 
Will, and he was actually paying, playing against him, and they sort of decided, oh, do you want to come and have a chat to us? And he just really liked meeting them in person and had heard really good things about the club. Big fan of Kalen Ponga. So he decided to come to the night. Um, now, obviously, he arrived with a bit of a foot injury, which was a bit of a surprise to everyone, and I think even a bit of a surprise to him. He knew that it, it was sore, but it, I don't think he realised how serious it was. But the Knights went, no, let's get it into surgery, get it fixed up. And he's now back training. Um, he's trained for the first uh, full sort of training since the end of last week. So he will look like he will be ready for round one and he will play one of those trial matches, whether that's the one, uh, the first one or the second one, which is in Fiji. Um, but yeah, he's a really exciting uh, signing. They've done a bit of recruitment overseas and, um, you know, the Raiders did that for a few years and it does tend to, to pay off, particularly when they've got that appetite. They've kind of done all that they can um, in uh, overseas. Like he won a premiership, won a grand final with Wigan. Now um, he wants to do a bit. There is a, uh, I think there's some undiscovered gems over there in the UK. And as you say, the Raiders have had great success with it. Let's see how they go with Kai, Pierce, Paul and Will Price, uh, the Newcastle Knights. Before we get to Ezra Mam and the extension there, what about the Adam O'Brien extension? Um, I'm not sure if the, the players or the people were there across it, but uh, are you in favour of that? Uh, yeah, I am. I, I mean, I sort of in the, the school of thought where you, if your coach is, you know, showing some success, which obviously he was copying it a lot at the at the start of last season and then suddenly he was the hero by the end of it, um, I, why, why would you make them wait? You know, it's better to just show the face and um, I don't imagine they're in discussions or I certainly haven't heard any other coaches mentioned. So I just think you know, lock it down and, and also everyone can start the season with um, a lot of certainty. Yeah. Lockdown also, Ezra Mam, five-year deal for the Broncos. We're not sure exactly what the, the money is. I think uh, beyond that, the intent, um, not just from the club, but also from Ezra, is really important. Knowing that he's going to be there in the halves, the all-important halves, beyond the tenure of Adam Reynolds in the NRL. This is only good news for, I reckon, all parties, J.A. How do you see it? Yeah, I agree. And to um, sign till the end of 2029, the Broncos have obviously got a delicate, um, a delicate game with their salary cap over the next couple of years with the players that they have there. But I think Ezra Mam is well worth um, the money. I mean, we don't exactly know how much he's on at the moment, but or that he's signing for. But um, to be to 2029, um, yeah, in such a key position. Uh, good signing. Anyone would take it. Well, I I reckon he's had the the reputation as a youngster all the way through. Um, He's endorsed that, probably gone even further than they would have anticipated with his performances over the last couple of years at NRL level, and they're happy to invest in him. And the other thing about it is, too, when he's in the system, they know exactly what he's like from an attitude point of view. And and, um, if you're signing a guy like that to a five-year deal, his attitude uh, must be spot on, and it suggests that. Um, based on the way that he plays. Now, we were doing predictions yesterday in the National Rugby League, and and not only were we doing predictions, we were putting them on post-it notes and we were keeping people accountable for the course of 2024. Are you prepared to go on the record with something, J.A.? Oh, can it be anything? Anything you like. Anything you like. 
All right. I am going to go Nathan Cleary to win the Dally M. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why are you huffing? Well, you don't like that. Well, I mean... <laughs> You could have gone India to win the Test match at a dollar seventeen yesterday, and you know that might have been a, a little more flamboyant. It's not but no, okay. it's, hard, it's hard for it's hard for a really good player to win the Dally M in a really good team because they get points mm. taken off them. It's one of the faults of the Dally M system. But I'm saying he'll he'll overcome all that. Well, what was your prediction? Tell me yours. Uh, it was yesterday, but I can't remember. <laughs> oh, that's oh, right. Yes, wow. it was. No, Absolutely I'll tell you what it was. Here, here it is. Here it is. That if Tom Trebojevic plays 20-plus games for the Manly Seagulls, they finish top four. Oh, my God, and you're giving it to me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Scoop. Wow. Jeez, you're really, you're really... Well, God, you're really going out on a limb there. <laughs> oh, God. You're, now, you're listen. tragic. We were getting on so well uh, right up until this point, and then I don't know—I don't know how we were derailed, but we were derailed. But anyway, you we sound like derailed. you're derailed. Yeah. Now, uh, can we see that report on Kai Pierce Paul tonight on Channel Seven? You sure can. I hope you tune in all the time. Do you? I do. I do. Well, actually, I, lo- I watch a lot across social media. So. What was my story last night? Jaleesa Apps there, ladies and gentlemen, from Channel 7. And occasionally I catch you. It was a trick question. I was on a day off. I was on a day off. Oh, so that's why it didn't pop up on my feed. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and your feed. Go and have a feed. Go go and work out your algorithms, J.A. Thank you very much. Jaleesa Apps there from Channel 7. So Nathan Cleary to win the Dally M. Really? Really? I reckon mine's are wider. I reckon you, I'm going to get Tristan from Top Sport to frame a market for both of those, and I'm telling you, my price is bigger than that. My price is bigger than yours, J.A. All right, uh, we've got lots of text messages coming in. Tell me it's not the $1.40 pop, uh, says 540. That's his race one at Newcastle. It's not. There's a clue. It's not. So let's get to the break, and then we're back with your text. Alrighty, I've reached out to Tristan up there at Top Sport. He's putting up the $100 cash for the best call today. Will, very strong, very strong start, Will. Uh, hard to get past on that one. Uh, he's saying, look, we need to be, uh, are these legitimate? Or I said, no, no, just not official. Just uh, so. And as we were discussing with the maestro, it, the, the value that is presented in the Tom Trebojevic market is not the fact that they finish top four. It's the fact that Tom plays 20-plus games. That's the that's where the big question mark is. G'day, Jimmy. South Africa might need to bat three times to reel in New Zealand's first innings total of 511. They are nine for 162, says Simon at Balgownie. Yes, um, they are absolutely struggling. Uh, we won't be struggling on Sunday out there at Kudos Bank Arena. We've got the Kings taking on the Illawarra Hawks. This is vital. Tip off at 4pm. They've got to get a, a play-in game, first of all, and then they have to get a play-in home game. So they need to win this game. Tommy Garlop, Sydney Kings, great, and myself, live from 3pm. So we're doing the earlier time slot. We're out there in the foyer at Kudos Bank Arena. So come and say day. I'm sure Tom will say day. I'll be busy. Just to let you know, <laughs> you know what I'm like. Anyway, uh, and we'll have you come out, say good day, and if you recognise yourself as, hey, I'm an SEN listener, we're going to put you in the draw for a major prize. What that major prize is, 
we'll have details of a little bit later on in the week. And if you reckon you can tip better in the NRL than me, most can, uh, you've got to join the new Sub League. That's right, Sub League. On SEN's NRL tipping to prove it, you got a chance to win cash and great prizes. And it's all covered by our great mates at Ream. Remember, steady, hot and strong. So get tipping today at nrltipping.sen.com.au. Sign up, tick the box to join the Jimmy Smith Tipping League. How exciting does that sound? Also, Jimmy Smith Tipping League. And how easy does that sound? So uh, make sure you do that when you're signing up for the SEN Tipping League. Hi, Jimmy Ezra, ma'am. Assigned for $3 million if that's correct by what I heard on media, with five years at the Brisbane Broncos. See, I don't think that is the case, I think, because that's unders, right? Um, that averages out at $600,000 a season. Still big money, without a doubt. But if Mam's form keeps improving, who got the better deal, Mam or the Broncos? That's from ML at Nunda up there in Brisbane. And at 600000 the Broncos got the better deal. See, they were talking at a, they were talking seven hundred thousand dollars a year so if he's got three million over five years and that might be a graduated deal because remember i think he was on less than three hundred thousand dollars a year so when you start extrapolating it out from that point of view ezra might be thinking wow we're going up yeah you went up at a by over a hundred percent but you deserved more than that ezra which i'm sure his manager would have pointed out to him. Typical two-headed Queenslanders talking crap all the time, says Toddy from Orange. On that, That's not fair on Sats and Rat. That is that is not fair. But anyway, they're very excited. Oh, I'd hate to be New South Wales, was the direct quote from Matt Rod. Write down the date, someone. Write, write down the date about when he said that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That's the open line number to be a part of the program. All right, let's break, and then we're back to wrap up this hour. All right, getting a bit of intel from the listeners here. Shane says, hey, Jimmy, Nunda is pronounced Nanda. Nanda. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you, Shane. I do appreciate that. That's It's like these places are far away, like Warombi. <laughs> Never heard of them before, but anyway. Uh, now, Tristan Merlihan has got back to me. It's a bit disconcerting. Um, Manly top four or $5. If Turbo plays 20-plus games, would come into around $3, assuming bet is void if he gets hurt, etc. I really like them too if he stays fit. So these are not official markets. like You won't find them anywhere. Cleary, Dallium would be $3.50 favourite, I reckon, if there was a market. So JA's got a better price. Better price, which is a little bit disturbing. Jimmy, they need a transfer fee for the club that brings a junior through the grades. Cheers, Cowboy Kev. Yeah, well, they've sort of... Got that to a degree, but I reckon it could be formalised a whole lot more. So, uh, yes, thank you for that. Uh, cricket coming up at 2 o'clock. So if you want to be a part of this program, like send the text message in now or get us on the open line. Why don't we make it the 1 o'clock flock? Alex, we'll do the we'll do the 1 o'clock flock if you want to give us a call. Speaking of, after the news, we're going to have a chat to the great Steve Renoff. Uh, looking forward to that. So uh, Stevie Renoff will be on the program. Afternoon, Jimmy. NRL predictions. Canberra to get the spoon. Lachlan Galvin to debut. My Tigers to finish 10th, says Andrew, the Mortlake Tiger. So keep those coming in. 0457 736 736 News. Back with more. All righty then. Welcome back to the program. Second and final hour that we have here on SEN uh, 1-300-01-1170 is the open line number if you want to give us a call do that 1-300-01-1170 remember there's no 2 o'clock flock today so you, you want to get in get in 
ASAP. That's uh, 1300-011-70. So coming up this hour, we'll speak to Steve Ranoff. We'll get an afternoon's amplified with the maestro. We haven't heard from the maestro today. He gets upset with that too. Gets very upset. Uh, Got to get his uh, two bobs worth in. Uh, uh, we're looking for a, a weather update there in Canberra. Remember the game? Uh, heard across the SEN network, still a chance of rain. We need a further update on that. Uh, I will exclusively reveal the horse that is running today. Race one at Newcastle. Race one, number one, Community. Last start winner, Keegan Latham rides for Kim War. And I'll tell you what, I'm just looking at the topsport.com.au website and there's money around for it, $4 into 245 into 240 now, there is a dollar forty favourite. That's the number four. So, uh, obviously, the threat there, but uh, only a five-horse field. But uh, basically, a who's who of Newcastle Rugby League, it must be said, uh, in this ownership group. Uh, Frankie Lawler, Brendan Dooley, Johnny Carlaw, uh, and a Mr. JV Dooley. That'd be Justin Vaughan Dooley. So, there you go. Um, it's basically Newcastle Rugby League royalty owners of this horse. So, uh, it's a WBW. Uh, gamble responsibly, all that sort of stuff, uh, and that'll go. Uh, that'll be jumping just after we get off air. So uh, that might be a good thing. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Jimmy, do you think Nathan? That's Cleary, finding love and romance with Mary Fowler will bring him back to the field a bit. Geez, I hope so for my rooster's sake. Says Matt. You know, it could work the other way, Matt. Remember that. If you're very settled in your private life, can make you a better player. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Um, now, we had a prediction for the, the, the Tigers to finish 10th. That was from Andrew, the Mortlake Tiger. Uh, good to hear from you, Mortlake Tiger, for 2024. And now the Jimmy has checked in too, who also wants to make a prediction. Jimmy, my fearless prediction, if Aiden Caesar and Jaden Sullivan stay fit, the Tigers will have a top 15 <laughs> finish, which seems, oh, that's a... Uh, look, that's a little bit unkind, I would have thought. Uh, G'day, Shagger, my 2024 prediction. Uh, Dally M, Cody Walker. Rabbitohs win the minor premiership, and Cody Walker leads the Blues to victory. So that's the Reptile. So the Reptile is saying Cody Walker, on the back of his very good game three for the Blues, which they won convincingly. Remember, it was all said and done by then, but they won convincingly at a core stadium. Uh, and, of course, we know that Michael Maguire has a relationship with Cody Walker. He gave him his NRL debut back in 2016 when he was coach of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So uh, you never know. You never know. Lots of nominees. It'd be interesting what Jerome Luai's form is like. Is Jerome distracted about what's going on, or is he able to compartmentalise that as the Panthers go for their fourth straight premiership? but he thinks about his time coming up at the West Tigers. Uh, the Shoalhaven doctor has given us a, a long and involved uh, text message, and we'll get to that. Uh, Jimmy, what is the reason slash benefit for the promotion in Vegas by the NRL? Yesterday we heard from PVL about the benefit from increased pay-per-view subscriptions. But other speculation is that it increases in gambling revenue. Perhaps the NRL don't want to acknowledge the sensitive area of increased gambling revenues. Uh, I don't think that's the case. I don't think they've ever stepped away from that. Peter Volantis comes from racing. The whole whole industry is put together for gambling. Uh, the NRL 2022 annual report provides no detail of amounts by revenue stream. Just one line titled licensing, which includes media wagering and merchandise royalties. The AFL and Cricket Australia 
have far more disclosures of revenue streams, such as broadcast rights. Well, that was what I was talking about yesterday. How much are they getting from the broadcast rights? We don't know. We don't even not even told in the the annual report, um, and I think that's very deliberate from the National Rugby League. Um, but neither discloses gaming revenue. The NRL twenty twenty three report should be released shortly. Yes, Shoalhaven Doctor. So we look forward to that one. Uh, I think, uh, and I'm I would still not be. Uh, hopeful of further transparency on, on where the, the revenues come from. Uh, Wildman says, if Kai Pierce Paul has a bad game, you could say he was Pierce Paul, Jimmy. You could, Wildman. Uh, it's very wide world of sports, isn't it, Jack Gibson? Uh, Pierce off, Jack. Gibbs on. Um, uh, with apologies to Billy Birmingham on that one. one three hundred oh one eleven seven. 1170 The text line 0457-736-736. Before we get to Steve Renoff, let's go to Greg. He's on the line from San Susie. Hello, Gregory. Hello, James. Uh, I got a little sidetracked yesterday with that talk about the Bears. But I want to talk about mm-hmm. the Socceroos and specifically Graham Arnold and all the uh, slack that he's been copping from the armchair critics out there, and I've, I've had a gut full of them, to be frank. Uh, if we've taken our chances, the late comeback was never even on. Um, Martin Boyle missed the centre of the header. Connor Metcalf should have put away the rebound. We should have gone into the uh, extra time 3-0 up. But that's mm. the vagaries of football. Uh, yes, Arnie brought on uh, Miller for a, a flagging uh, Nathan Atkinson. Nathaniel Atkinson, um, and the young bloke made a couple of errors, errors that cost us, unfortunately. But that's football. Uh, so, guys, just pull your heads in. Have a little bit of a broader perspective on what's going on in the world and have a look at yourselves, to be honest. You know, the coach can only do so much, and what he has done is made an incredibly strong unit out of a bunch of disparate pieces that took Australia to the heights that they'd never reached before in a World Cup. And they were beaten in the quarterfinals of the Asian Cup from what is arguably the best side in Asia. So, mm. you know, mm. I've said a bit. Yeah, you've said a bit. Good on you, Greg. Uh, and you're entitled to say it too. And and it's, you know, when you put it in those terms, when you, when you look at the opportunities that the Socceroos had during the course of that game... Is it Graham Arnold's fault that Mitch Duke doesn't quite get that header right? I mean, it was a very difficult header. It would seem difficult to me, but he, he missed by centimetres. But he missed. And, and that, is that Graham Arnold's fault? So if if the coach gets all the plaudits when they win, then you probably have to take the brickbats when they lose and... And that's just the way sport is. Good on you, Greg. Appreciate the call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Up next, though, we'll speak to our man, Steve Renoff. Really appropriate that we get Steve Renoff on the program. Lots to talk about in the world of rugby league, especially north of the Tweed and with the Brisbane Broncos in particular. 183 games for that club, 142 tries. I will add, too... 59 games for Wigan over there in the English Super League. Just the 43 tries during the course of that stay because we'll get to the World Club Challenge a little bit later. Uh, big news coming out of Camp Bronco today and that is that Ezra Mam has extended. There's still details to be determined but what impact is this going to have on the squad, 
on on then helping to forget about what happened in last year's grand final and what it means moving forward for the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, look, Jimmy, this is this is about solidifying that position, um, and that all started with the sign-in of Adam Reynolds. Uh, let's go back a couple of years, and um, you know, to get Ezra to sign to I think 2029 or whenever is he signed is a is a massive coup because there was interest from other Queensland clubs or other clubs for Ezra, and um, you know, we we saw his season, his last couple of seasons, just improved so much, and he topped it off. I think what secured his contract uh, 100% was that grand final performance, and he showed in the big in, in the in the big games uh, he can definitely perform, and that's what we need in the halves. Yeah, um, the last person to score three tries in a grand final was a good self against the Cronulla Sharks, actually in in 1997. So uh, appropriate on that. Give, getting your sense on that, you you had great success in grand finals. Do you think? Not only the fact that they lost the grand final, but the manner in which they lost the grand final. Can you see that being a problem for the Broncos during the course of this year, mate? Well, you know, the old saying goes, Jimmy, that um, you've got to lose one to win one. And um, look, we, we were fortunate enough, um, you know, we what we did uh, back in the 90s with it, with our 4GS and we were confident going into them and... and, and I think Wayne Bennett says as well, you know, you learn to win and you learn, it actually learned to win grand finals. But that, that starts during the season and I think Kevy will concentrate on that. There, there, were, there were a few little things in that grand final and we can say this in hindsight um, that, you know, probably, uh, we, we possibly on our side, and I won't, won't be specific, but, you know, we made a few blunders there and, and probably fell under a little bit of pressure and it's about being able to, um, you know, with, withstand that pressure and press on. I mean, really, uh, the position they were in, um, the lead they had, and I know there was still 20 minutes to go or plus or whatever, And um, but I just think they got it a little bit wrong, but uh, that, that, that's pressure, and that's a grand final pressure, and um, they'll learn from that. Mm. Uh, you've got to remember, too, they're up against a, a, a great side and a great, great player in Nathan Cleary, who sort of had that, that final say. One of the great players... Of the competition is Caelan Ponga. He's the current Dally M medal holder. But there's all sorts of speculation about whether he gets selected for Queensland. We've had earlier, Billy Slater came out and said, well, he's not going to rule it out. Now we've had Matty Rogers yesterday on this network say, well, I think they can work both together and Caelan Ponga can play lock forward for Queensland. Do you see them working together? Do you have Caelan Ponga in your Queensland side for this year? Well, he showed when he, he's come in the past that um, I think he played lock and, um, you know, mm. he, he wore himself out with the defence. But um, he's quite capable and, you know, probably not a bad idea. I, I, I really wasn't thinking. When I when they spoke of Kalen Ponga, you know, coming in that Queensland side, well, so where's he going to fit with, you know, with the fullbacks we have and um, the outside backs? And, look, he's obviously, looked Dalian player of the year. Um, but, you know, it just shows how strong Queensland is. But I think if you put him in lock, he, he won't let you down. He's shown that in the past, and that, that adds a bit of versatility uh, to to that squad um, if he does come in, because he, he can play anywhere, and you know, he, he can even fill in at six or in centres, you know. So you got to remember that they're the mm. sort of players you want in the Origin Arena. Yeah. Well, you could argue he's in top three, maybe top five players in the competition. It would be extraordinary if he if he didn't play in the state of origin. What about the other sides up there in, in Queensland, mate? The Cowboys were probably disappointed with what happened last year. The Titans have got a lot of new things this year, most notably their coach, 
Des Hasler and the Dolphins are have that one year experience. How are you anticipating the performances of your Queensland based teams? Look, I'll start with North Queensland. I think um, Todd Payton's got them set in their way. They, they've, they've got a really good unit. They've been coached well. Um, they know what it takes to win. Uh, I think they've got the players to do it. Um, and, and they'll be just as consistent as they've been. And it, look, um, they obviously want to take that step further and, and that's something that they'll be working on. Uh, here uh, in Redcliffe, um, I, I think obviously with Herbie Farmworth and uh, Tom Flegger going there from the Broncos, I think that's a big coup for them. I've, Look, you know, probably I think Flegler had arguably his best year for the Broncos last year. It's unfortunate we lost him. Mm. Um, but um, Herbie Farmworth is a massive signing. And, um, you know, we, we, we got, I think we're going to have Salmon Cobbo fill in there. And Salmon's got to make that position his own, uh, I think, in the prison. But uh, Redcliffe, un- under the, uh, the watchful eye of Wayne Bennett, uh, are only going to get better. And they've got a good forward pack, and I think that's uh, what Wayne wants. Um, you, know, you go down to the Gold Coast, and I think Des Hasler is going to make a massive difference to attitude uh, down there at, at the Gold Coast. And, you know, they sort of talked it up about the attitude last year, but you still see it was waning a bit across the park. And I saw Tino come out. He's just signed a, a massive deal, life life contract, as they say. And I, I think that's good for the club. And, you know, they they got a great team down there. It's just about, it's, once again, it's about consistency and putting those performances together. And hopefully Des um, can get in the ear of uh, David Fafita. I'm, I'm a fan of Dave Fafita. Um, but, yeah, I, I think um, he could be used a lot better or hopefully he can get his head right. Yeah, Dave Fafita at his best is one awesome proposition, isn't he, in the in the National Rugby League. Just going back to Wayne Bennett, and, and you know him really well, Steve, having um, spent over a decade with him at, at the Broncos. Um He's due to finish up this year at the Dolphins do you, and maybe take a, a back seat. But given the success he had last year and, and we know what he's like and it's almost timeless, the things that he brings to, to the art of coaching, do you see him coaching elsewhere in the NRL? <laughs> I'll just go back to a statement you made there, um, you know, Wayne Bennett, um, you know, uh, and taking the back seat. I, I don't know if that, that ever came into his uh, vocabulary, <laughs> taking the back seat. But, um, yes. Uh, you know, and that's Wayne. You know, if if he says something, he'll stand by it. And and look, I say this to people all the time. If he says something, nine times out of ten, he, he's justified. You know, we'll we'll jump all over and say he's too old. And uh, but some most of the time, he has the last say. He gets the last say with with either winning. And um, I, I think um, he, he 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 has a plan. Believe it or not, he, he's always had a plan. Especially getting to the end of his coaching career. Uh, he'd have this planned out. He, you know, possibly he just wanted to set this club up and, and get him on the, the front foot, which he's done already. Um, mm. But he'll have an even better year, I think. Um, and going forward, you know, he might want to take a back 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 seat somewhere, but um, I'm not sure about that. But, uh, you know, you never know, Wayne, um, what, what he'll come out with. Um, you know, for, for his age, he's so fit. He's still mentally switched on. It's, it's amazing when, when, when you speak to him and Obviously, we still all chat to him every now and then. Um, so for me, you just—it's sort of uh, Wayne will come out with a surprise, but uh, he usually backs it up. Mm. The only time Wayne has taken a back seat is when he used to like to sit up the back of the bus with the Broncos after they'd had a night out. Famously, he's a non-drinker and just listen to all the yarns, right? <laughs> oh yeah, he's easy to tell some stories. I tell you, he, <laughs> he, he just sit back and watch the boys and watch Alfie and. And Kevy go on their merry way, and he used to get a good laugh out of it. Hey, 
the last thing I want to ask you about, mate, um, World Club Challenge. The Panthers are going over there. They're, they're taking on your old side, Wigan, and that's why I made mention of your record over there. You played in two World Club Challenges for a win and a loss. Give us an understanding of um, what it means for a club to go over there and be crowned club champions of the world. And also, if you do travel over, the impact that it has on you for the remainder of that, that season. Yeah, well, we travelled over and remember there was probably six six of us already over there with the Australian team in 92, 1992 after our first grand final win. And um, Then we sort of backed up after the World Cup final, uh, six Aussie players, uh, Bronco Aussie players, and we met up with the team after the Wembley World Cup final. And then two weeks later, we played against Wigan. And, um, you know, we, we weren't quite sure because we were a bit disjointed. You know, we're coming off a grand final win and... The boys have, you know, they've been in party mode back here in Australia and we just won the World Cup, six of us, and we, we were much the same. So, But, you know, I think it does mean a lot. I know it meant a lot to us um, to go, you know, to win, obviously win uh, the grand final that year in 92, then six of us to win the World Cup in the Australian team. And then mm. to go forward and win a World Club Challenge was amazing. It was sort of, it really tops off just means that you know you are the best in the world and i know i know the super league teams in england they really rate that game and they that's yeah. why they always come out ready ready to go yeah yeah no doubt about that uh yeah so that all right you did that at the end of the season i think was that after the out ball from kevy walters in the world cup final steve yeah it was actually we we're, we're down at <laughs> wembley stadium and uh, i think um i think we you know we 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 celebrated that and and then it was like you know we we met up with the team we drove in a bus up you know uh, up to Wigan and um, you know so it was it was one of those things we just couldn't wait I thought we just we'd go out there make sure we did the job against Wigan and then we could all celebrate together. <laughs> uh, very good. Well, you did get it done. Twenty two points to eight. The Broncos defeated Wigan at Central Park, the famous Central Park at Wigan, in front of over seventeen thousand fans. Hey, mate, always. Great to chat. Love your insight into the game and uh, look forward to catching up throughout the course of the year, mate. No worries, Jimmy. Looking forward to it, mate. Have a good one. I think Reese Walsh attacks to the right side way better than the left mm-hmm. and Caelan Ponga is the opposite. Could you imagine having Caelan Ponga wearing the 13 jersey and just having them both sitting out the back? What? On both sides. You know what? In his debut, he went on as a lock. Could you imagine just having those two guys on both sides of the field? You've got Munster on one side, you've got Cherry Evans oh, on the other, it. and they've just got their shape set up. And like, because you're always short a man. You're an ideas you got, man. Because you've got the fullback out the back, you've got the fullback defending at the back. Yep. Mate, it's, when I read that, I was just like, oh, trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Matty Rogers and Scotty Sattler cheering each other on um, the Sports Day program yesterday about who's going to be. Uh, well, the lock forward for Queensland. How do you fit Caelan Ponga and um, Reese Walsh into the same side? And remember, it, look, it does make a lot of sense. So KP down that left-hand side is extraordinary, and Bradman Best will be able to tell you better than most. But uh, it's interesting. You're still going to make it tackles in State of Origin, uh, but we'll wait and see on that. Billy Slater had hinted at it earlier, remember? So he talked about, yes, them both being in that squad of 17. And when you think about it, he's one of the best players in the league. He's the reigning Dalian medalist, and you've got to fit Kalen Ponger in. But I was thinking more bench spot, not necessarily starter. But uh, over to you, Billy Slater, on that one. But as a, you know, oh, watch out, New South Wales. I don't, I don't know why Michael Maguire decides to turn up, but uh, he does. Uh, please ask Mr. Renoff the Pearl if the Bronx can afford to pay Sexy Eyes Walsh what he's worth. Is there money to go around? 
definitely requires a pay upgrade now. Yeah, he does. He'll storm Hillary, no doubt about that. But uh, they've got to factor that in when they're playing Ezra Mann. And maybe, just maybe, that it helps us better understand why it's $3 million over five years. If it's $3 million over five years, averaging out at $600,000 a year, which is a 100% plus increase for Ezra Mann, it's still unders for Ezra Mann without knowing exactly how many third-party agreements that he has in place. Uh, Jimmy, what are the odds of one of the players sent to the US getting into trouble and or sent home? Can the players be trusted is my question. Jim, of course they can, Jim. Forget about that, mate. You, you, you saw the articles last week. Basically, it was a, a call to arms from the Daily Telegraph about, come on, players, play up a little bit. We're not, we're not, getting, we're not getting the off-season issues that we have in the past. Um, now, I talked about Toddy from Orange and the number of text messages and predictions that he sends in. He said, can't be wrong if you've covered all bases. Just smart thinking, Jimmy. Uh, here's another one that he sent it. So this is your one for today, all right, Toddy? This is your one. Panthers will win less than half of their first 10 games. Mm, so I'd have to have a look at the, the Panthers' games that they play in the first 10 weeks. And then the other thing that Toddy's taking into account is the trip to the UK. You heard from Steve Renoff about the fact that the Broncos, well, one game against Wigan they played up at Suncorp Stadium, uh, or it was actually the old uh, ANZ Stadium. And then the other one they played after the season ended, not pre-season. So uh, good point on that one. Jimmy Reese Walsh at lock, no problem when his teammate Payne Haas is running straight at him. Do the words roadkill ring a bell? That's from ML at Nanda. I think I've got that right now. Nanda up there in Brisbane. All right. Uh, good on you, gents. Keep sending those in. Uh, and one more. Uh, the Western Sydney Eagle says, has anybody else noticed Jimmy's long, softly spoken, yeah, while doing interviews? Makes me giggle every time. Sounds like you're having a good time. Uh, okay, well, I won't say that. Thank you, uh, Western Sydney Eagle. But it's just listening sounds, just just giving feedback without, you know, breaking into the conversation, uh, just letting know that the, the speaker that I am listening and actually agreeing and enjoying what it is that they are saying. All right, uh, let's get to Afternoons Amplified. Afternoons Amplified. Actually, this is a bit of a hybrid, isn't it? It's Afternoons Amplified. You're going to have to give us a score update as well. How are you this afternoon, Maestro? Very, very well, Jimmy. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to the listeners. It's uh, been a big 24 hours in sport. There's been a lot of signings, re-signings, um, extensions. Um, I, I don't know what. Scott and um, Matt Rogers were talking about last night, but you'll hear them again from 6 p.m. tonight down up here in New South Wales or down here in New South Wales, up there in Queensland. So if you want more wild ideas and more cackling about the New South Wales Blues uh, potential plight in mm. June, then tune in. Looking forward to it. Don't, don't tell me, Alex, don't tell me that Queensland might start this series as favourites. Well, you know, they're talking about it that way, aren't they, Jimmy? And that's the wow. sort of thing they try to avoid. So, exactly. Um, I'm surprised by the rhetoric coming from north of the Tweed. Steve Renoff was a little bit more circumspect, but he <laughs> he did he did. I, I was surprised he backed the the call for Ponga at, at lock. Is there any way yeah. that could work? Anyway, uh, most definitely. And he came on. 
was it 2019 or 2020 when he came on and first went, he was on the bench and it just so happened that he had to go into lock mm. forward. He was superb. Uh, and you remember that the, the Pearl said he, he tackled himself to a standstill, but he played really well. But is it long-term? Like, do you want to go into a game? Uh, being able to do it during a game is very different to being planning and prepared to do it uh, mm. starting at 13. So I think that's the that's the thing that Billy Slater... Is he, does he sacrifice a bench spot for Kalen Ponga, of a, a back rower or a middle forward, or is he prepared to go all in on him and say, right, you start in the number 13 jersey. So, well, again, gonna, we're going to we're gonna have to be patient for that. Well, the recent history of playing players out of position in origin has gone really well for uh, teams like New South Wales last year. That, you know, that didn't cause any problems at all. So, let's see how that goes. Um, oh, I, just, I just wanted to talk uh, on the A-League quickly. I know we've had a, a bit of football in the show today, but it was interesting to hear... From my perspective, Stephen Conroy and Nick Garcia finally come out and do a, a public-facing interview. After all the job cuts, there were people asking questions for a few weeks. Um, it's great that Emma Kemp was able to get them on the record overnight uh, in the Sydney Morning Herald. You know, who would have thought that a football competition should be focused on on running a football competition and, and not mm-hmm. beginning a media business? The fact that uh, Nick Garcia said that he thought Keep Up had been uh, somewhat of a success. I find that comment interesting. Um, but most promising is the news that Canberra does look like it'll be across the line in the next couple of weeks with finance from foreign parties, is my word. I think you'll find out exactly where that comes from in the next couple of weeks. Um, but another another source of funding that is similar in magnitude, I would say, to Bill Foley at Auckland. Ooh. A significant amount of money behind them. So another buyer with a a background in sport and with quite a bit of capital behind them should things not start correctly. Yes, I'm hearing that, that some of that funding will be coming from, well, the majority of that funding will be coming from overseas. Okay, so do they also uh, the media are the sports assets that they own overseas football or non football? Because Both. Bill Foley is non football. Both. Both. Yes. So there's there's experience coming in. I think the APL have been very smart in the fact that they have gone for these new owners that not only just have the monetary backing but also have experience running clubs overseas. It's not another Clive Palmer buying into the league. It's not another Nathan Tinkler, although he had the, the Knights connection when he bought into the Newcastle Jets. These are guys with uh, with a little bit more about them, more than more than just the money. And that's Canberra? That's Canberra. And what about Perth? they got a, they got to buy for well, Perth. Well, so this is the next question that the league has to answer because there are still two clubs, and I mentioned one of them, the Newcastle Jets, that uh, have been without an owner for nearly three three years now. Perth Glories mm. is a little more fresh than that. They say they're close. Uh, I've heard nothing uh, further than that to make me confident that that is the case. But it's a, it's a very interesting time for the A-League. And um, Nick Garcia and Stephen Conroy, they, they have got a big, big job on their hands because since that breakaway from Football Australia, the league has only been going one way and it hasn't been the right direction. Well, you, you can't say keep up was a disaster because that's being disrespectful to previous yes. administration. So you, you, you can't say that. Um, I wonder how many times Richard Peel, who is the owner of the Central Coast Mariners, has asked behind the scenes, guys, where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? Before he then went public and said, hey, where's the money? But even though Emma was able to get them 
on record about many things. We didn't get any clarification on that, and that was because, oh, it's commercial in confidence. So we're, we're still none the wiser. Which is the way the APL seem to like to operate. Most of football in Australia, yeah. in fact, we're very happy with being opaque. You know, there's no. <laughs> you know what? You know what the difference is that it's like when the you bury the balance sheet when it's been a bad year. Yeah. But if it's been a good year, you Suddenly shout it you're from troubling. the rooftop. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Okay, over in the EPL, Manchester City three, Brentford one. Brentford actually took the lead in this game before Phil. Fo- uh, in fact, they found an equaliser before Phil Foden scored two more goals to give himself a hat trick. Manchester City are now just two points behind Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp with a game in hand, which they're expected mm. to win. So they are the de facto leaders of the Premier League for the first time this season. Uh, they're still on for the treble. Everything Pep Guardiola has done at that football club, they just go from strength to strength. They've got Erling Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne back. Um, yeah, they're, they're an unstoppable force at the moment in English football and, and br- more broadly in European football. So I'm expecting a, at least two more trophies go into their pack, back pocket before the end of the year. NBA, LeBron. Have you heard this, Jimmy? Missed this over the weekend. There were some rumours swirling around that Rich Paul and LeBron's agency might be asking for him to get away from the Los Angeles Lakers. Might be asking mm-hmm. for a trade mid-season. Now, Rich Paul's come out and said that's absolute nonsense. Since that report, the Lakers have gone 3-0. and They've won games against the Celtics. They've performed admirably elsewhere. Um, they actually won that game against the Celtics over the weekend with Anthony Davis and LeBron James not playing. So yeah. they've got themselves back above 500 and, and back into the play-in game race. It's been a fascinating story to watch how the Lakers have been tracking over in the NBA so far this season. And just in the cricket, in progress, New Zealand have chosen to bat again against South Africa, who they rolled for 162 all out in response to the Black Caps 511. They have managed to get a wicket, though, 26 for one as we sit here in the 10th over. The lead is 375 for the Black Caps, Kane Williamson and Devon Conway at the crease uh, midway through this day. I mean... For South Africa, Jimmy, I'll just get your thoughts on this quickly. I think that you've made them known. Is this the the death? Is the death knell of Test cricket ringing again, like it has seemed to for the last fifty years? Uh, they only bowled seventy-two overs in that first innings. I yeah. don't know why they didn't uh, enforce the follow-on. But separate to that, no, this is this is what's a function of um, international cricket and domestic cricket being saved in South Africa. That is mm. that they've been given all this money for the domestic T20 comp. And as a result of that, they're putting their best players in that to satisfy those pay masters. Uh, And then this is what happens from a test point of view. All righty. So we are just about done for the afternoon. Not only do we have an early check out at two o'clock, we're actually a little bit earlier than that. Remember race one, number one community up there in Newcastle, which about to jump about a minute after I get off here. So as said previously, all care, no responsibility. Got to tell you about the weekly prizes and the major prize of an NRL grand final experience. It's all thanks to the brand of hot water that comes on steady, hot and strong. You know what I'm talking about, Maestro? That's Ream. Visit nrltipping.sen.com.au. You can get tipping today. Make sure you join the Jimmy Smith Tipping League. Sounds so easy. 
Feels like you won't run last. <laughs> Might even be our slogan, right? You won't run last. Sign up, tick the box to join the Jimmy Smith Tipping League for 2024. We're about to take you down to Monica Oval. That'll be fantastic. Apparently, it's cleared up there too, which is which is great. So um, we believe we'll get a full match down there. You'll hear it across the SEN airwaves. We've got to give away $100 cash, all thanks to Tristan and the team at Top Sport. And that goes to Will, our caller, Will, who wanted to talk about the development impact up there of the Broncos and the Maroons. So well done to you on that one, Will. We'll be getting that through. The Signet Boost Power Bank for the Who Am I? Well, that's going to be held over. So we'll be doing that tomorrow. We'll be on air from midday. So the analyst, he was a late scratching today. All reports are that he will be back tomorrow. It's a very busy schedule that he has, and we have to manoeuvre our way into it. Uh, let's just... Let's just put it that way. So uh, that is something for us to look forward to. All right. On behalf of Maestro and myself, everyone have a great day. Keep listening to the cricket. And in the meantime, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.